Welcome to The Parenting Couch with Rachel Chappell and Sarah Levitt. Honest conversations about what parenting is really like, because let's be real, it can be hard. Proudly brought to you by northshoremums.com.au. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Parenting Couch podcast. I'm Sarah Levitt. And I'm Rachel Chappell. And today we thought we would bring you an episode all about spring cleaning because winter has gone, thank goodness. The sun is shining, the weather is warming up, and it just makes you want to clean the house, declutter, and get your life in order because we all know Christmas is around the corner and it just makes you feel so much better. So we're very thrilled to be welcoming back to the parenting couch, Christina Duke. She is a decluttering diva. We had her talking about Christmas back in December last year, which is a great episode. So we'll link to that one about decluttering before Christmas, which you might want to listen to after this one as well. But today we're talking spring cleaning. Yay! Yay! Is this your favourite topic, Christina? Oh, look, I think I kind of like to spring clean all year round. Yes. So, um... Well, I, I wanted to talk to you about that because it's the whole notion of spring cleaning. It's like... You do nothing and then, okay, September comes and you've just got to get your life in order. But there must be an easier way. Is there a better way that you use? Yeah, like, I I mean, I get that. I think the old-fashioned way of things was we had those, it was a very big house and we had staff and you had certain tasks that happened in spring. The curtains got changed from the winter drapes to the summer ones. But we don't live like that anymore with, with, um, you know, help and we don't have such distinct weather patterns to need to do that. So... (laughs) I think all year round is better, but it's, I don't know, there's something, the energy changes, right? In September, we get all yep. happy to do chores for once yeah. because we know that the beach is coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You can see, yeah, it's very yeah, exciting. But what is that? Yeah. I mean, what is it with that, with the weather? Because, you know, a lot of babies are conceived at this time of year. Like it's like, I know that, and again, I know you're saying that it comes from the olden times and everything, but there is something like everybody feels that urge suddenly at this time of year. Is it just the weather? Is it just the warmth? What is it? Well, I mean, psychologically, it's actually probably the sunshine. So you notice like we're getting sun earlier in the day. It makes you, I know, feel a bit more up something about it. We're getting more vitamin D because we can expose the limbs out a bit more. Um, and I think there's that both the physical reaction to sun and then obviously having to do things like, you know, shave our legs and exfoliate for the first time in a while. We kind of have to do the same thing with our houses. Mm. Shave the legs of the house. (laughs) Absolutely. Bring it on, I I see. It's just those things that when you're busy and you're in it, you kind of forget to do because you're just doing the bare minimum. During winter, it's often like you just sort of, hibernating staying warm and now you can I don't know put some mm. things away bring some other things out yeah. so I have some ideas excellent <laughs> of course, have ideas excellent and so what how would you explain the difference between spring cleaning and just regular cleaning well spring cleaning for me is those kind of the I call it like the deep cleaning so things like um you know, you change the sheets, you know, every fortnight or whatever you do, but this is the one where you like flip or rotate the mattress and then vacuum it and things like that go under the bed and like really vacuum hard because you don't do that every week in your normal clean. No. 
So and that's that's how I see spring cleaning. And it also is a good kind of like a line in the sand of like, did I use this in the last year? Could I maybe get rid of it? Has my mm. life changed? So a bit of decluttering is also very helpful amongst this. Absolutely. And do we, what, I mean, obviously the whole spring cleaning concept is quite big. There's cleaning is a big component of it, but the decluttering is also really important as well, isn't it? So would you do the declutter first and then get into the spring cleaning, like the actual cleaning or? I think it's just doing it as you go. So like I do things like um, if I'm doing like my kitchen, I'll go through each kind of cupboard. So maybe like we'll do the pantry and we'll pull out all the things that are expired and then while we're in there, because we pulled everything out, let's clean all the shelves that probably don't get touched, especially the ones that are really high and you can't see. Um, and so those things that it's like that bit deeper. You might not always do the expired food things. You might only do the things that are, you know, literally gone rancid. But you don't often go through and get all those things at the back and the cake mixes mm. and check. Did I actually pass expiry date before I use those cake mixes? Um, <laughs> and it's just, I don't know, it's something nice and like just nice to have a line in the sand and go, I have done this space. And like I do, as I said, I then go deeper. It might be like going through the utensils drawer and you'll declutter some utensils you haven't used, but then it's like pulling all the stuff out and getting the crumbs out. How is it that crumbs mm. always get in our drawers? That doesn't, uh, I, I never understood it, but it happens. It does happen. <laughs> horrible so you kind of approach it in a room by room way so okay I'm just going to focus on the kitchen and then maybe the bathroom or maybe the wardrobe or the kids playroom yeah I like being systematic like that I think it um it's that again like when I'm doing a house for a client and we're decluttering for a move or something we do the same way so we do a space at a time and then you can like mentally close the door and go it is done And there's something satisfying about having done from top to toe of the whole house, not in one day, but knowing that it's been done over that spring period or whatever period you decide to do it. We often jump to whatever fire is happening and it's nice for us to stay on task. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, it's being focused, isn't it? Because you can get so easily distracted by so many other little jobs. So if you could just go, okay, I'm just going to do the kitchen this weekend. Yeah. That's a bite-sized goal to have. Yeah. And then you can move on to the next thing. Exactly. And like, I mean, one of the best things I ever like to do when I'm doing things like that is tell a friend I'm doing it. And if they're doing it at the same time, we can like egg each other on and inspire each other to keep on the task because there's nothing like a little bit of healthy competition. Well, it's not really competition, but it feels like it to get the job done. And there's, I don't know, there's something about strength and numbers, knowing your friends are going through the same torture (laughs) that you're doing on the weekend. Yeah. Um, no, I was just going to ask about, you know, you were saying before that you get to that point of like, okay, well, I haven't used it in a year. But, like, I have a, a I don't know what you want to call it. It's a weird drawer in my kitchen of, like, cake things, you know, like, oh, you know, moulds and things. I might use that one day to make chocolate or something like that. Like, how do you make these decisions? Like, is it really 12 months I haven't used it, chuck it? Look, every house is different. Every person's different. I particularly like putting a kind of 12-month rule. It just puts a nice kind of line in the sand. But again, there's no right or wrong. If you have the space to keep it, then by all means, keep it. But most people, I think, are struggling. They're struggling to fit everything into spaces. So 
it's when that you can find a kind of rule that helps you keep on track. Another like secret I do, if you can't remember to like the year is you can literally put a sticker or a piece of tape with a date of when you last used it. And it will help just remind you like, oh gosh, it's actually been like five years since I've used this bunt pen, you know, um, and maybe it should get decluttered because I only make a bunt cake, you know, once every five years. <laughs> and maybe you could just borrow it from a friend instead and then you don't have to keep it because it's such an awkward shape. That one in particular takes so much room. Absolutely. But there's no one rule. I think it's about finding the rules, I'd say the rules, but the systems that work for your house. Mm. So I like 12 months. Some people go two years. Some people have to declutter things like quarterly, like they change their um, hobbies and interests so fast mm. that if it's not done in a quarter, they'll be getting rid of it. So right. there's no one way. And what do you do with kitchen stuff? Like where would you donate that? Where, Gosh, like, um, that's that, I always find that that's my stumbling point. I'm like, I really want to get rid of this, but I know I'm just, I don't know where to put it. So where would you, do you put it in the bin? I mean, I want to put it into so, the landfill or. Yeah, no, exactly. So most things can be donated to your regular op shop if they're in good condition. They don't like to take secondhand electricals though, because obviously there's a risk. I would just list those on like a local free cycle page. People love a free appliance. People mm. love free things. So um, I'm on a one, it's called Hornsby Free Cycle and I list things all the time and I literally can just leave them at the letterbox because there's no cash being exchanged. Yeah. You just leave them at the letterbox, people come pick them up and it's like Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I did that the other day actually. I got rid of a waffle machine that I was coerced <laughs> into buying machine. by a child a few years ago and we have used it like <laughs> once. It was just a Kmart one but I'm like it's just taking up space. Yeah. So I literally did what you suggested then. I put it on the local, you know, free cycle page and it was picked up within half a day yeah. and I put it by the letterbox. So it is that's a good way of doing it. But it's kind of like the little things, you know, like say, a you know, a mould like Sarah said before. So people are actually I would just literally, can it be recycled? Or? Well, I mean, technically things like hard plastic can get recycled. Um, the Thornley Resource Centre does a hard plastic recycling service. So some things can be done like that. But if it's still in good condition, it could still be um listed on free cycle it could be donated I find again I put many a craft item like you know a seasonal thing like chocolate molds or something on those pages and there'll be some other sucker who's you know thinking of becoming the um you know the Martha Stewart in their kitchen and then they have a crack at it and then realize life is too short just buy chocolate <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get more specific okay about certain things and when you should get new versions of them pots and pans pillows sheets towels like how often should you be rotating these that's a very good question i find when the non-stick pan is not not sticking anymore that's a good sign <laughs> pillows the rule of thumb i think is about five years i find if you can fold it in half it's usually dead it doesn't mm. it shouldn't be kept and towels, I mean, towels kind of can last as long as you like them. I mean, some people like that that favourite towel. It's a little rough on the, you know, on the edge. It's lost a little tassel, but it's still their favourite towel. And then if that towel is expired and you don't want it anymore because you want to do a new colour scheme or you need sheets instead of towels because our waistlines have gone a bit bigger, um, your local vet will take them off your hands like oh. that. They love them. 
Oh, good. That's a good tip because right. I've got a linen cupboard that is absolutely bursting at the moment and I need to – that's probably my next target, I think, the linen yeah. cupboard. So let's talk about that <laughs> because I don't – no, I just don't know how to organise it. Like I have no idea. There's sh- particularly things like some stuff is single, some stuff's king single. We've yep. got double with – you know, like it's – and there's sheets and there's fitted sheets and I just have no idea how to even attempt that tiny little cupboard. I hate it. So there's, again, lots of ways that you can organise it. I think the first thing is labelling, i.e. the actual sheets, especially those, um, the fitted sheets, label the size so that even the youngest member of the house or the dad can tell what sheet size it is because it's it's difficult to know sometimes. How do, you, how do you label, like literally just write on that? I literally write with a Sharpie or a laundry pen on that on their label that okay. they often have. If mm-hmm. not, there's some products out there where you can get like a clip that sticks on and it, you know, it says king, single, single, double, and it just helps because, I mean, a king, single versus mm. a double, there's not that much difference surprisingly. No. And it can get hard to do. And as far as then organising them, I think the biggest key is like really limiting how many you have. So when a lot of people opt, update to a new colour scheme but they don't get rid of the old one and that's when you get into trouble. Mm. So your kids probably, you know, had Dora the Explorer or High Five or something on their sheets when they were younger, but then they get that kind of pre-teen or teen room. They're not wanting that anymore. So that one can go. And are we donating that to the local, you know, like is that the vets can take that stuff or would you do it to like the Vinnies? So the local, your local op shop can take the sheet set. If it's in good condition, they'll they'll resell it. If it's not in good condition, they'll recycle the fabric. They'll put it in a bin and they get like $5 a kilo or something for recycling the fabric. Obviously, there's other places that also do recycling of fabric. There's like H&M and Sheridan will collect your old sheets and recycle them as well. So okay, well, it depends good. what condition. I mm. mean, if the elastic's all shot, it's peeled, it's almost see-through where the kids lay all the time, then let's, you know, recycle it, not pass it on. Like I'm pretty good with containers in things, like and I've got my cutlery drawer, obviously in the fridge I even have like containers to put jars in, but my sheets are just falling out of the cupboard. Granted, yes, I do need to get rid of some because I have. My friend gives them to me though because she's got an addiction and she buys new ones all the time. And then she gives me these beautiful wow. ones and they're still really nice so they're really hard to part with, to be honest. It's like I can't stand standing there folding perfectly like I'm in a hotel with my sheets and putting them in the cupboard. Is there a sorting system for this? Personally, love folding sheets, but I, love, <laughs> I, I totally get a lot of mums hate it. So maybe for you it's just a, literally you have a basket and it's the single sheets and they get shoved in that basket. But at least it's neat to look at, like it's contained mm. in the space. Mm. Um, I'm a little neurotic when it comes to folding sheets. That's like my one my one thing. <laughs> awesome. Right. It is wow. a skill. It's a talent. I was given yes. it. So. <laughs> I was not given that skill. <laughs> but it's like, but I think if, you, if you're if you okay with it, then just mm. do a basket and you go, this is the single fitted sheets basket and then you just pull them out, you know, like it's just, it can be messy because, I mean, I get it. It's actually going underneath a doona and no one's going to see if it's wrinkled anyway. So. So there's a huge mental health benefit, I think, as well to spring cleaning. It makes you feel better. Yeah. I mean, when you have order, when everything else is chaos out in that world and in your brain and you can create some order, it naturally 
makes you feel like a bit more in control because there's very little we actually can control. I mean, as mums, we are inundated. The school's telling us things to do. The news is telling us all this bad news, like things are happening and we have no say. We can't control the traffic. But if we can at least control like the linen cupboard, we feel like we're a god and it's nice. It makes us feel empowered. Um, it may not do that for everyone. I appreciate that. But for I think a lot of people are having that sense of order just gives a, a, a saneness to their brain and they don't have to think so much like it takes this mental load off because they mm. know that other people in the house could find things. So that's a little bit gone. But it's just that, as I said, doing a stock take. It's like, okay, I have two sets of sheets for everyone in the house. All is well in the world. Mm. It, it's really sometimes that simple. And again, they're only going underneath a doona. No one sees it. Yeah. Yeah. No. I wouldn't say that I'm like the cleanest, cleanest when it comes to dust, dust, clean. I vacuum every week. Like I do the basics. I always tidy though. I'm, I like tidy because what you just said, like my mind is very busy, obviously busy anyway. And so if my environment at least feels more calm, and neat and tidy, and yes, I guess controlled, then that helps me, I agree. But obviously kids don't necessarily feel the same way uh, as I have a, yeah. a tween, and she seems to not really care about her environment. Uh, I've tried to make it as simple as possible, but this is, I find this is a really tricky one because obviously you, you know, I've threatened that whole, fine, I'll leave all the plates to pile up in your room and all your clothes and then you just have this big mess. But then I know that'll be overwhelming and she won't do it and I'll have to end up doing it. I never know when to intervene. You know what I mean? Like I find that balance really hard. Oh, it is hard. It's definitely hard. I think it's setting, well, in my house we used to do, we call it Reset Sunday. So every Sunday afternoon, after, you know, the, the busy of the weekend, the, that afternoon we do things like we'd reset. So the shoes would go back from the front hall to wherever they were supposed to go. The bags would get emptied and repacked. Uniforms were washed and put back, you know, so they were ready for the week ahead. And we maybe even do like pre-making lunches and they'd be in the fridge ready for the week ahead. There was something about setting that pattern on little things that then extended to other things like you have to have your room kind of to an okay status quo. We're not talking like 10 out of 10 clean, like just 7 out of 10 clean. It was like I tried to teach my kids that when your room was in order, then you'd feel more prepared for the week ahead and what was coming. You knew what's, you know, where your sports stuff was, where your homework was. So it's about setting those kind of games almost, a mental game with your kids and saying, let's do Reset Sunday. And Initially, you just start with something small and then you just grow on that skill set and then and then it becomes their habit of like Sunday night, I'm prepared for the week ahead. Absolutely. It's but a we also as mums have to like have an okayness about just saying their room is their room and closing the door. And mm. I mean, this is, I'm not a parenting expert, but I think there's something in that that we have to let them find their own way of living. Yeah. And some of them like crazy. Mm-hmm. And also it's, you know, it's a thing of picking your battles, isn't it? Like if it is actually a massive um a point of contention for you and your children and you're getting, you know, upset about them, you know, not cleaning their room, then that can probably cause more damage than good. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's just kind of letting go in some ways, isn't it, and controlling what you can. But Yeah. And, I mean, not to tell any horror stories, but, like, 
that most of my clients that have serious clutter issues, it's because their parents were so controlling and threw out their things without consent when they were younger. And I just think that's a bad precedent. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Like it really does have a lot yeah. of a, a lot of a long term ramification because they need control in making decisions mm. about their stuff as well. So, unless you are okay with your child using me for the rest of their life, um, <laughs> let's not throw away their things. Yeah, absolutely. And what about the wardrobe? Like, does that become how how do you tackle your wardrobe <laughs> cleaning or spring cleaning or? decluttering is that a spring cleaning thing or do you do that at the end of every season how do you approach the wardrobe so personally I do the clothing declutter quite regularly kind of every quarter half every half year but that big clean where you pull all the things from the bottom and vacuum the dust that's accumulated in the tracks and things that's like that deep clean that you do well I would do in spring um, maybe it's like you know wiping the the mirror down it's all those the bigger jobs, going to the back and getting all that dust. There's so much dust from clothing. It's insane. Mm. They create so much dust. They I'm do. Always, I'm always amused. I'm like the amount of, yeah, shoot, that I, I don't have a dusty room, but the tracks in my wardrobe say otherwise. Agree. I know what is with that. And it, it, that's definitely not a yearly job. That is like every every few weeks I've got to do the, the, the rails in the wardrobe. It's crazy. It's crazy. It makes me, it feels like it must have some kind of magnet because it just seems to go there. Mm. But I think it's just that, it's that, I, I mean, I, like I literally just went and did like a shoe declutter because I realized my feet have kind of like spread because I only wear work boots and sneakers now. And so I got rid of shoes that weren't my vibe. They were too high or too narrow or <laughs> something. And it just was so freeing and it opened space mm. for me to say, I might need to buy some sparkly sneakers next week. <laughs> what some a great sneakers, idea. I it. Sparkly, oh, totally sparkly sneakers. Probably yeah. Oh, that's the perfect. You know what? Honestly. Yeah. Why do kids only have fun shoes? That's yeah. true. Well, the most freeing thing, honestly, is getting rid of stupid high heels. I mean, they are the stupidest shoes ever invented. And since I have my daughter, I've never wanted to wear them ever again. And, I, like, they are horrible and uncomfortable. And how we ever manage them in our 20s, I'll never know. And we didn't. I don't think I did manage them in the 20s. I, I don't think I managed them. No, no, yeah. no they hurt. I would end the night with them off, walking barefoot down some street eating McDonald's on the way home all the time. Yep. <laughs> oh, dear. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's been amazing to have you on again, Christina. Thank you so much for your tips on spring cleaning. It's always incredible because you come up with all these things we have never thought of. Yeah, so. well, honestly. And I've got to tell you, I've never, ever clean the rails in my closet. Oh, well, really there are so many that. more. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll send a list. Yes, please. I would Ooh. like a list and Ooh. I'm <laughs> I'll do it myself. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I don't know, it's just satisfying. And then you can start summer entertaining, knowing you're fly, yeah. everything's good, nothing to be embarrassed about. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'm tackling the linen cupboard ASAP and then I'm going to move on to the kitchen and then I still need to do the wardrobe. Good luck. Oh, dear. It doesn't ever end, does it? But it it does really, you do feel so much better though after you've done it. Like even just one room at a time, as you say, it's just focus on one particular project, get that done, move on to the next one. Yeah. And you just go, 
Yes. I, I am the like I'm command of my things rather than my things running me. I, I'm running them. And it, yes. Like it. exactly i will not be bogged down by clutter oh it was so good to talk to you again christina and um we will also link to the christmas episode because that had so many fabulous tips about the toy room yes yes (laughs) so tackle that one as well before christmas comes for sure for sure well thanks for having me and um as I say, happy decluttering, everyone. It's like spring is a good time. It's a very good time. Awesome. Thank Bring you. it on. <laughs> See ya. Right. Well, the next thing I'm doing is getting a duster and also going through that drawer with all those weird baking things that I don't need anymore because I don't bake. <laughs> Let's be real. That's where I'm starting one room at a time, as she suggested, or maybe even one drawer at a time, I think. Let's. Yeah. Start one thing though, it you know, you're like, oh, I've done the cutlery drawer now, or I've done the Tupperware. You just got to get started. Get started. Oh, oh, so good. Oh my God, I love it. I love it. I love it. And then, you know, this time of year, you're already a little bit of a literal spring in your step, I feel, Rachel. I don't know. I get a bit springy in my step, a bit happier. And then I know Christmas is coming just around the corner, <laughs> sort of. You can get out all those Christmas decorations. I know. Can't wait for that. <laughs> I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you with that, like, you know, I love it, love it, love it, love it. Everyone knows I love it, love it, love it. I bring it all out, but the day that it's time to pack away, I can't wait because it is a bit of a clutter. It's a massive clutter. It's a mess. I have been known to pack away Christmas on Boxing Day. <laughs> Like I, I love, I love the lead up to Christmas. Like I would happily, happily get the tree out in November, maybe mid-November, late November. Love all that. But as soon as Christmas is over, I don't understand the twelve days of Christmas. And you know, taking it down on in January, no way. I'm like, the energy's bad. <laughs> yeah, Christmas is over. That's what I think. I agree, and it's and it's clutter. It's just cl- so much clutter. Like it's bright and it's shiny and it's everywhere. And like you say, it's done. It's done. Christmas is done. It's done. Like that's it. We're we're cleaning up. We're ready. We're ready for the next year. Let's go. Right. Love it. Right. Everyone, gloves on. Let's go. See you later. All right. On that note, <laughs> see you. Thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you next time. Take it easy. Good luck. Bye.